Welcome to the Sunday session on NRL.com. Week one of the finals is done and dusted. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined, as always, by Kenny Scott to talk through it all. Kenny, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure to be here, as always, CK. And finals football, here we are. We certainly are. And our very great pleasure and privilege this week to welcome Balmain Tigers, New South Wales Blues and Kangaroos legend Gary Jack to the podcast. Gary, thank you so much for dialing in. Oh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Ken. It's great to catch up with you young fellas. I haven't met you before, but it's, it's great to have a chat with you about the footy. Can't wait to uh, chat some footy with you. Before we get started, I have to mention that uh, tickets to the grand final at Suncorp Stadium uh, will be available to NRL club members for $45 from Wednesday the 15th of September and to the general public from $49 on Thursday the 16th. Uh, and all tickets for week two of the uh, the two games in Mackay and week three, uh, the two preliminary finals at Suncorp can also be purchased through nrl.com slash Tickets now. Um, before we talk uh, some footy, uh, Gary, you are regular to uh, the podcasting scene with uh, Adam Hawes. Do you guys uh, have a, a weekly podcast? Is that right? Yeah, we've had a weekly podcast for a couple of seasons now, where we just um, review the games for the for the season or the review of the games for that week, and uh, we, we just go through them and also then reflect back to say the eighties and nineties and try and draw a comparison between now and then. So we have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, tell a lot of stories. Um, so Adam Hawes is a great presenter. He's got 25 years. He's been in the media. So he lives he lives in the same suburb as me. So we, that's how it all started. Um, he called me up at the butcher shop and said, well, do you want to do a podcast? And I said, why not? Good stuff. Why not? Might, might have to get Horsey on. We had uh, Spud Carroll on the other week and Horsey wrote his, uh, wrote his book. So we've given Horsey two yeah. plugs in a, a couple of weeks. Might have to get him on uh, before, the, uh, before yeah. the season's out. But keen to talk some footy with you before we do. We're going to go through the four games uh, in reverse chronological order. We've just seen the end of uh, the Eels and the Knights, 28 points to 20, Parramatta won, but it was no uh, easy feat. It was uh, in, the, uh, in the balance right up to the end. A potentially controversial penalty try to uh, basically seal the deal, but um, some good stuff from both teams throughout this one, uh, Gary. Yeah, it was uh, always going to be a tough game. Uh, with, with the, I couldn't believe the Parramatta, the start they had to the game. Like You couldn't have hoped for a, for a worse start from Gutho to kick it dead. Mm. Uh, and then they scored two minutes later. So that really put them under the pump. Um, then the, the, uh, the Parramatta, their big forwards, they, they, they played strong. Uh, you know, Paulo, um, Campbell, Graham, Brown. Oh, Brown was fantastic. You know, they just they got them back into the game. And uh, in the end, it was a, a very good win for uh, very good win for Parramatta. What did you make of this one? Uh, Kenny, Mitch Moses had uh, probably one of his best games of the uh, of the year. Plenty of, probably some controversial moments throughout the uh, the game, but those two tries right before halftime were, uh, were game breakers for the Eels. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mitch Moses had just this unbelievable game. Like sometimes, I mean, I think he's been accused of, of um, flat track bully. What was, I think, the, the term that was the, some media outlets had, had labelled him maybe a couple of months ago and they're like, you know, he's good when it's, when it's easy going and not so good when it's tough. But this game, I think he, he probably silenced those critics because he, there was, you know, they talk about finals football is all about owning moments and be the one that owns the moment. He's, there were some crucial moments in that game. Like, especially like his, his solo try in the, was it the first half? Um, it was just remarkable stuff. And it's exactly what the, what the team needed at the time. Yeah. yeah so. It was, it was about the, uh, the 38th minute there, Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> scintillating run 30 metres straight through under the post. And that's what he needs to do. He needs to run with the ball. And that's what he did today. He was at his best today. Probably the best game I've seen him play. I agree with you. Yeah, he's uh, he said... Uh... 
I mean, he said to me in interviews, he said other public uh, interviews, he feels like he's playing his best when he is um, doing well with his running game. And I thought his running game looked like it was on early, even before that try. He had a couple of uh, darting runs that really looked like he was taking the line on. So was up for a big game uh, from the outset. Uh, Mitchell, Gary, what did you make of the Knights? They were, you know, people were, were not giving them any chance of going further in the uh, the final series. I know they they have ended up going out at the, the first hurdle, but um, they probably played a bit better than people were, were giving them credit for. Yeah, I mean, I think they were very lucky to get there. But when you look at the draw they had, you know, they had, they played one team above them twice and they played 10 teams below them twice. So they had a very good draw to get there. Um, they, uh, yeah, Caelan Ponga, he's the, he's, the, uh, he's the man that makes it happen for them. He was superb today. Um, really makes you think that maybe he's got to get a bit closer to the ball and maybe maybe fullback, maybe 5'8 might be his role. Uh, he was fantastic. Uh, if they were ever going to win, it was on the back of him. I thought Clifford played very well too. Um, and but the yeah, Parramatta's pack just just monstered them. Um, and and but full credit to uh, to the Knights, they came back and um, was closer up to that penalty try at the end. Yeah, what what did you think of the, the penalty try? I mean, I thought that the the foot to ball was probably a little bit simultaneous with the ground, which I guess is is play on. And then the interpretation they've had about penalty tries recently is if the player's likely to score, then it's awarded. And Penasini was easily the, the closest to the ball. Yeah, you know, you're right. They wouldn't have a clue what they're going to do with with a penalty try obstruction. <laughs> but I, I thought that that was a try. I thought yes, he would have got to the ball if he wasn't tackled without it by Tuwali. So I think that uh, the right call was made. You know, you never know. It's a toss of the coin. But on that occasion, I think they got it right. Kenny, the um, the battle in the forwards, Regan Campbell Gillard hasn't been seen for what was it six weeks with a groin strain, made a, a huge impact from the right from the time he got out there. Anybody, doesn't matter how fresh you are, anybody that can go out into a game and completely iron out Tyson Frizzell is having a really good game because, like, Tyson Frizzell is like 99.5% pure muscle and effort. They're the two things he's made of. And he just, you know, laid him out, um, which just shows how much, like, what a great game he was having. I think, yeah, the um, the Parramatta forwards really stood up, which is saying a lot because I, I thought the Newcastle forwards were actually were pretty impressive as well, like, Saifidi was solid as always, and um, you know Clement had the angry eyes on, but uh, yeah, they um, you know they really uh, turned up when they needed to. Anyway, the Eels have booked themselves a semi-final berth against the uh, Penrith Panthers, who we're going to talk about now. Uh, Gary, I personally didn't really give South much of a chance in this one. Penrith absolutely flogged them earlier in the season; were you know pretty untroubled in disposing of them uh, only a few weeks ago. But um, Penrith looked a little bit off their game in this one, and South they they had the plan to uh, to deal with it. They did. Wayne Bennett's done it again, mate. You know, he's, what a coach. He's, he's unbelievable. Like 35 years he's been coaching and and he gets his teams up and he's done it again. You know, they got beat. They got beat by 50, you know, not too long ago by the Panthers. Um, no Luttrell. No Luttrell. Yet I thought, too, that there's no chance. And, mate, their defence was just fantastic. They really dominated and flustered um, the Panthers. And I think they had, what, 16 missed tackles by half time, which was – it was 10 all at half time. So – the Panthers have—they haven't—they've been off the boil. They had a great run there, then they're off the boil, and um, you know, really, apart from that try um, that you know, Cleary set up with a kick, that it didn't look like scoring a try. Besides that, uh, so yeah, they, 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 they got taught a lesson by the South Sydney pack, who monstered them as well. You know uh, more about fullback play than me and Kenny combined, so you're probably the person to talk <laughs> about young uh, Blake Taff and his emergence in the first grade. What have you made of him? Mate, I thought he was really good. I thought yeah. he's a really good young kid. I thought he, he may have dropped the ball, but, you know, I'll t- he dropped the ball cold. Mate, my first ever debut 
was for Western Suburbs, and I played. Uh, we played South Sydney at Lidcombe Oval, and um, from the kickoff, guess who dropped the ball? Me. Um, and that was the start of my footy career, you know, um, from there. So anyone can drop the ball at any stage of, of their career, and uh, just unfortunate that he did. But he got plenty of skill. He set up a lovely try there for, for uh, was it Paulo in the corner? Yeah. Uh, or Jason, Jackson Paulo. And um, I think he's a really good young kid, and, you know, um, I don't know where they're going to fit him in. If the Trolls fullback, maybe they have to play, I don't know, half of, uh, maybe halfback. Mm, well, maybe he can play there when, when Yeah, that's right when 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 he does move on. But no, he was he was great. He was all over the park. He set up that try and you know, I think from from a, to step in with so little experience, wow. I know he's he's a great young kid. Great young kid. Mm. Kenny, did you see any of this coming? Penrith being a little bit off their game going down to South? No, definitely not. I, I thought this would be, yeah, Penrith. Like the whole the whole season has been uh, Melbourne and Penrith are the two teams to beat. So I didn't think that South really stood a chance in this game. But um, Penrith are slightly off. The Rabbitohs were definitely on. But I really like, I really like the the, the difference or like the, the confusion um, that the, this result has added into the mix now because now Penrith have to play. Like South get a week off. That's probably going to do them wonders. Penrith have to play again next week. And I don't know, like, do you guys think they're capable of, you know, just bouncing back from that loss? Or do you think that this final series for them is now cooked? Well, Gary, it's probably a good question. Penrith, I mean, they'll back themselves to beat Parramatta next week. But if they do, that's probably going to be a pretty tough physical game. They've then got to go into a well-rested Melbourne Storm in the, the prelim. So it's very much doing it the tough way if they are going to make a grand final. Yeah, it's turned the draw on its head. I, and I think they will, they will bounce back. Um, I think, yes, they will get over Parramatta. And uh, it'll be it'll be a grand final, you know, c- come the major preliminary uh, in two weeks' time. So that's going to be one hell of a game. Just say that, Kenny, is there a blackout where you are, or are you going to drive? Because <laughs> I can't no, see. Uh, no, truth, truth be told, I've, I've got a newborn at home, so I have to do my podcast in the car for these last couple of weeks. So <laughs> oh, sitting sitting in the car on the street. Yeah, inside okay. for the listeners there. <laughs> His dedication yeah, to the a, course. I thought you were going to drive in somewhere. So I knew you were in your car. But, well. Okay, now you are. Good on you. What do you, uh, Gary, what did you think? Obviously, Dylan Edwards being ruled out was a, a huge out for, for Penrith. I thought Stephen Crichton had some lovely touches at fullback and, and close to 300 metres, he had a, a big game. I meant Charlie Staines, uh, who's probably more of a fullback than a winger himself, had to play on the wing and, and probably not his best game while Brent Naden was uh, left out of the side. Do you, do you think Ivan Cleary got that one right? Or um, Yeah, they certainly missed uh, Dylan Edwards at fullback. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, Staines, he, he didn't have one of his better games. You're right there. Crichton did run hard. Now, they, they've talked about Crichton trying to make him into a Tommy Turbo. Uh, his positional play is a little bit uh, off. He's got to be more of a, a linking role. You know, but Crichton can play anywhere. He can play centre. He can play wing. He can play fullback. You know, he's he's very, very gifted player. So it's when you're playing fullback, it's a specialist role and it does take you a while to, to find your feet. Um, it's, it's just a matter of going out in the park and, and just playing. And he'll get better, but it wasn't one of his better games. For sure. Kenny, what did you did you sort of buy into this byplay between Wayne and Ivan uh, through the week, barbing at each other through the, the media, talking about whether or not they're allowed to, you know, prejudice the, the referees and all that sort of stuff? Or was that just sort of good gear for the media and the fans? Yeah, I, I don't know if it had any, like, real effect on anything. But I, I ate you know, every single sentence, every single, like... Um, uh, paragraph written about it. I had to lap it up. Like, I loved it. I love it when coaches go head to head via the media. It's just, it's fodder for the fans. And that's what I saw it as. Whether it had, I mean, 
did it affect anything in the outcome? I like to think our referees are more professional than that. Um, but I enjoyed watching it, that's for sure. It was uh, certainly uh, entertaining watching. Anyway, the uh, result of this one is that Bunnies uh, get a week off, go into a prelim. They'll face the winner of uh, Manly and the Roosters. So uh, interesting side of the draw there. And uh, Penrith can take on the uh, the Parramatta Eels next week in a, a semi-final. The winner of that goes on to play Melbourne. We'll talk about the Roosters and the Titans, Gary. This game um, had a little bit of everything. Uh, probably the only time this year I've actually jumped off the couch and, and screamed at the TV in the final seconds of a game was a, a monumental finish, uh, probably a missed opportunity for the Titans, but a wonderful contest. Yeah, look, it was never going to be an easy game for the Roosters. The Titans played the week before. They probably their best game all year. They really, you know, they, they give it to the Warriors, what, 44-0. So it was never going to be an easy game. They had Radley back and Hargraves back in the team. Um, yeah, and it, it, it comes down to that, to that finish at the end, the last, you know, the last three minutes. Sam, Sam Walker kicks that field goal and puts him ahead. And the Roosters always seem to be in, in control, but they let them, they let the Titans back in the game. And, oh, oh what a finish, you know, really, they... Um, uh, they could have lost and uh, would, they would have been out. Uh, it was a great finish to the game. Uh, Tedesco had a fantastic game for, for the East. I thought he was, um, he really had one of his, he's been a great leader. I thought Fafida was unlucky with that try that was disallowed. Yeah, I mean, um, they've sort of been ruling like that. If the if there's any kind of getting, catching the ball inside the, the lead runner, they, they rule no try, but you'd have to say the defence wasn't really disadvantaged. Yeah, that, that's correct. Uh, that was correct. And then 60 seconds later, the, the Roosters scored the other end of the field. So that, the game just turned on that. Um, I, I thought um, Verrills, I thought Verrills, when he hit, uh, was it uh, Albert Kelly? He hit, Kelly the, yeah. he hit him in the snoz and there was blood, <laughs> there was blood everywhere. Um, he should have been Sinbin for that. You know, the, the fact yeah. that he stayed on the field, I, I don't believe, inconsistency of the bunker are just um, appalling at times. He should have been Sinbin for sure because he didn't miss him. He had to leave the field, so you know there was no advantage for um for, for the Titans. Uh, they were disadvantaged, so the Roosters should have been disadvantaged too. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. It was, I mean, no one's sort of suggesting it was intentional, but um, the fact is he got him high. He probably broke his nose, and uh, yeah, based on what we've seen this year, lucky to to stay on the field. What did you make of that finish? People are sort of giving it to to poor Paddy Herbert, who I'm I'm sure is um you know kicking himself today. I hope his teammates are, are getting around him, but um yeah, he probably probably should have given that earlier. Whether it was just give it to Fafita yeah. and let him shovel over, or or get it out to to Corey, who had a bit of open space in front of him. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough situation um, for anyone. Yeah, that, that's pressure. Yeah, semi-finals is all about pressure, and you've got to absorb that pressure, and you've got to try and put it to the back of your mind. The pressure was on. This was the clutch play of the game, and he should have let it go early. You know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, uh, and maybe they would have scored, um, but but I think the back flick was the, the wrong option to do. Um, you just keep it simple. And uh, yeah, he'll learn from it. Uh, he may not ever get another chance to to win a game like that for a bit, such a big game for the, for the Titans ever again. But, you know, um, it was, uh, it was one hell of a finish and uh, the Roosters just got there. What do you make of this one, Kenny? We've sort of been giving you plenty of praise to the Roosters this year, the way they keep battling on with all their uh, injuries and all their, their players out. They've got, you know, another win under their belts or into the, the second week of the finals with uh, millions of dollars of salary cap sitting on the sidelines. I know East is a team that the, the wider fan base generally is happy to see uh, misfortune fall upon, but um, I think everyone's sort of, you know, a little bit heartened by what Trent Robinson and his crew have been able to do this year. Yeah, everyone's heartened by their performance. They're, they're an extremely professional outfit and they're doing re- extremely well considering their 
yeah, like the, the amount of time they have on the sideline. I don't think that really turns them in in favour of the public, though. I think that that general um, short and fraud that happens when to the average fan when the Roosters aren't doing so well is still still strong and true. Um, I mean, we Paul Garland spoke last week um, on this podcast about like the Roosters have got to run out of petrol at some point, and I I thought this was going to be the game. I thought based on um, the, the performance that the Titans put in the week prior, and the fact that this is you know, they're the only Queensland team in the finals. It's do or die for them. Um, I saw the Titans on the way up and I saw the Roosters sort of coming on the way, coming down. I was quite surprised that the Roosters managed to were, were in control for, you know, most of the game the way they were. Um, you know, we can talk about David Fafita's disallowed try. I, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I, you know, to the letter of the law, it was a no try, but realistically it should have been a try. But then there's other moments in the game when, was it Ikevalu's gift try to Jared Wallace? Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, things like you know, swings and roundabouts and all that sort of stuff. But it, it just all comes down to the the final play for both teams. The Roosters knew what they were supposed to do. They, you know, the game was in the balance, set up for a field goal, get it. We can talk about potential illegal block plays if you want to. But uh, with the Titans, they had their moment and they just bottled it completely. Like two players unmarked, really. Um, and Herbert goes at himself. That was just not the right thing to do. And then when he realized he'd made the wrong choice, panics a flick pass out the back to no one real shame because i thought the titans had that one what do you make of the roosters uh gary do you think they're going to run out of puff they obviously run into manly next week we'll talk about manly uh versus melbourne in a little bit but manly will be stinging off a, a big loss roosters battered and bruised but still keeping on do you, you see them going much further yeah i do look and how would you know it's a different game semi-finals are just a different game of footy um and and that's the beauty of it yes you know, I think the Roosters have struggled all year to be to be consistent, um, but they're playing manly. You know, if they adopt the same game plan that the Storm had to shut down Tommy Turbo, which I'm sure they probably they will do for sure. You'd be silly not to. Um, they can you know, nullify Manly's um, and, and him. So they're, they're in this game up to the up to their, their back teeth, really. Um, you know, you win that one, and then uh, you're playing for a grand final. You know, two two games away from a grand final. So yeah, they've dug deep. Uh, have the roosters and um, yeah, it uh, and he's found some young players too. I, I thought the five eight's been very good. That's come in uh, for the yeah, roosters. He's been superb, he's Drew Hutchison. He's having a yeah. career best year. Yeah, I thought he's been a real fine for them. I thought Sam Walker's been a real fine for them too. And I must say, um, Josh Josh Morris, uh, he scored his what one hundred and fifty eighth try. You know, um, what an effort. You know, it would have been disappointing if he went out and. Um, He's there for for another week, so you know, maybe maybe 160. He, he might get 18 tries and beat his brother. You never know what. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be a big fortnight if he gets in front of Bmos, <laughs> but he's uh, he does join his brother in the top 10 all time. Yeah. Obviously, the great Ken, Ir- Ken Irvine still untouched at, at number one, but both Morris twins in the top 10. That's a pretty special yeah. family. That's a pretty special family. Yeah, it is. And and Steve. Steve did about 100, 120 tries. I actually flew to um, I flew to Salford back in '87 uh, for four months. Uh, and uh, well, the grand final day '87 when Manly was playing Canberra in a really hot day. And uh, on on the plane with me was Steve Morris and, he, and, the, and his two twins right. and, and the other the boy and a girl. And let me tell you, those Morris kids they screamed the whole plane down for <laughs> 24 hours. They were uncontrollable. They were doing backflips. You couldn't. You couldn't hold one. The other one was crying. I was slippery. And I had my Kieran. He was like, you know, he was probably four months old. I'm holding Kieran in my arms, and, and me and Slippy tried to sneak away for a beer out the front of the plane. He goes, 
Jimmy, I just can't, I can't control him. He's just going crazy. <laughs> 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 I don't know which as it was. They took turns. And then when you go, those kids, you know, they were about one or one and a half then. And, and to see them grow up and to see what they've achieved in football, it's like, it's a great memory and it's, so proud, yeah. Steve must be so proud of them of what they've done, and and they're just such great kids and great role models, and you know, good on them. It's, it's just a great story. Yeah, I've uh, been lucky enough to interview both Morris boys plenty of times over the years, and uh, I bet a couple of blokes you uh, you shall not meet. They're absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, we got time to talk about the <clears throat> final game of the round, or sorry, the first game of the round, I should say, the Storm and the Seagulls. Um, Gary, you touched on it before. Uh, the Storm obviously came with a plan to nullify Tom Travoyevic. The the guys had. A season like we've almost never seen before in rugby league. He's been absolutely dominant. His tries, his try assists, his line breaks, his line break assists. He's imposed himself on every contest. He was well and truly handled by uh, by Melbourne. They are uh, just a very very well coached team. Yeah, they they said they had a detailed analysis to nullify him, and they did like no other. I mean, what they did, you know, they went up in a straight line. That if they kicked, they kicked to the wingers. If they kicked to Tommy, they kicked to the sideline. They just nullified his chance to make meters, and whenever whenever Tommy got the ball, he had to go on the outside. He couldn't he couldn't go on the inside because he likes to go more direct straight through the middle. And then it was just a legs tackle on him, which brought him down, and it really frustrated uh, Travoyevich. And uh, you know, it, 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 he he couldn't he couldn't break them up. And there there's a collective effort of thirteen against one, and and they controlled him. And that's what other teams should have done. You don't go high on Tommy Turbo because he's too strong. You know, and you don't let him cut inside you because he's got those big long legs, and he, it's like a running, like a, it's like a giraffe. He just, he just you can't bring him <laughs> down. And um, he was, they nullified. So that's a great, great effort. Uh, they really, Craig Bellamy, what a coach. You know, he's, he's just one of the best all-time coaches I've ever seen. He hasn't got a team of superstars, but they're a superstar team. You know, um, yeah, and and they shut them down, and it was, it was a great win by the Storm. Mm. What do you make of this one, Kenny? We haven't seen Tommy Turbo have a, a quiet game in a, a really long time, but he's opposite number Ryan Pappenhausen had a, a super performance, as did, you know, Christian Welch, uh, Harry Grant, Cameron Munster, uh, you know, a whole bunch of guys just really imposed themselves on this one and, and earned the week off. Yeah, two really big takeaways for this, like a stark reminder of just how good Melbourne are. Like, you know, they, they um, fell off their 19-game winning streak and they dropped one game. Um, and Pappenhausen was a little bit quiet coming back from concussion, et cetera, et cetera. But you look at how they tore um, Manly apart, you just forget, or at least I forgot for a split second, just how outstanding this team is. And the other thing is it also highlighted how vulnerable Manly is. Like everybody knows, you know, shut down Turbo, you shut down Manly, but I don't think anyone's really been able to do it the way Melbourne just, they just had this very specific plan. They trained for it. Like as, as Gary was saying, um, video analysis, I read in the paper today, they had their, um, you know, their alternative team mimicking um, Turbo's uh, playing style in, in defensive drills and stuff like that. And they just, like, it's very Melbourne-like. They had a plan and they executed it and it came off brilliantly. Gary, what do you make of uh, Manly's chances going into next week? I know we sort of touched on it. The Roosters have got a bit of a, a blueprint now, but they've been rattled by a huge score uh, against Melbourne. Their, their record yeah. against the top teams this year isn't great. Um, do, do you foresee them sort of bouncing back or is it going to be tough for them? Yeah, I think it is going to be tough for them. Um, I thought their forward pack would have stood up more than what they did. Um, depends what injuries they've got. Yeah, it is going to be tough for them. Uh, you know, I, I think... I think they will bounce back. Um, you know, I think they will bounce back against against the Roosters. 
Uh, it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think maybe Manly just might might fall over the line. There's not going to be much in it. Both teams um, are going to be desperate. Uh, and and that, yeah. And, and the one thing about the weekend, I must say, it's been a real weekend for defence. Hasn't been high scores apart from the you know the forty to twelve. The rest of the weekend's been really defence. And you know Warren Ryan always said that defence wins big games. And this weekend's been all about defence, not attack. So I'm really glad to see the defence getting some credit. Just talk about um, the, the storm for a bit. I mean, you must be heartened to see the way that Ryan Pappenhausen's bounced back from his uh, concussion, but the, the whole team was just magnificent. Yeah, that, I'm glad you brought that up there, Chris, because um, he he had a bad head knock. He was out. He didn't train for like seven weeks there. And and for him to come back, and everyone's watched him come back. You've seen him come back the last two or three weeks. And people have been saying, you know, oh, well, he's not the player he was or don't know how he's going to get get back to where he was because he was in scintillating form there at the start of the season. For him to do, and you could see that last week he was getting back to his best, and this week was, you know, against Tommy Turbo, he scored 24 points, two tries and field goal and goals. I mean, that's a great effort by young Pappenhausen. It really is. Uh, he's only a young kid, and uh, he deserves his, He works really hard, and, um, you know, he's had a fantastic game, and, and he, he'll be even better for it this week. Kenny, just on the storm, I guess, um, you know, a team that a lot of neutral fans love to hate, but they're playing such an attractive brand of footy at the moment that it's uh, it's pretty compelling to watch. The thing with the storm is they've got the perfect mix of um, success, but also very likable players. So, you know, like Brandon Smith, every, everybody loves him. Pappenhausen, everybody gets behind him. Um, you know, um, Finucane, um, the list goes on. Like, these are players that, you know, they may be tough, but you can't, you can't hate them. So I think they've got that. I think despite uh, what you might assume, I think they've got a lot of um, public support, uh, including this guy right here. I'm all in Mel- all in on Melbourne now. <laughs> Before we wrap this bad boy up, um, Gary, thank you for joining us now. Just your, your tips for how you think the, the finals are going to pan out um, from here on in. Is it, is it Storms to lose or, or who are the other teams to watch? Uh, look, who are the teams? Look, I, I think I think Penrith will be successful over, over Para. I think Manly will get up over, uh, I call them East. I still call them East. Quite uh, right. I, was an East I was an East fan back in the 70s. Um, and then uh, th- those two, two, so I think that's what will happen then. Um, I still, still think the, the Storm are, are going to be the side to beat. Um, yeah, I think that, and set, but South Sydney, gee whiz, South Sydney, they were great. So it's the... It's still there's still four teams or still six teams left, but I think the Storm and, and South have firmed in on the market. Usually, well, uh, that's all we've got time for this week on the Sunday session on NRL.com. Gary, thank you so much for being here. It's been a, uh, a privilege chatting to you about footy. Kenny, thank you as always for dialing in and thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Chris and Kenny. It's been an absolute pleasure. All the best, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, mate.